At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Yo, what up, folks? Welcome into an edition of The Edge here on VSIN, the sports betting network. No Matt Humans today. He was on Follow the Money. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we've got a good show on tap, though, regardless. Coming up 30 minutes from now, Wes Reynolds, VSIN contributor, host, of Long Shots Golf Analyst, will be with us. A uh, recap of a good and wild golf tournament from over the weekend. Also take a look at a Game 7 that we have later tonight between the New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes in the National Hockey League. Look ahead to the next round of the Stanley Cup playoffs as well with Wes and fit in a little bit of baseball if we do. It is Memorial Day, so we do have a lot of day games that are underway. We'll keep an eye on that, and we'll update you on those as the day progresses. And uh, we'll get into a lot of conversations around Major League Baseball. But hard not to begin uh, where we were last night, which was Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Boston Celtics finally get it done. Uh, something they probably should have done a while ago. 100-96, to 96, your final score. Celtics win this series 4-3. They move on to take on the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. Uh, finally getting the proverbial monkey off the back of one Jason Tatum. That crew, of course, as we know, got into the Eastern Conference Finals three times, so they finally break through and get to the promised land, although the title, of course, is not set. So the Celtics close three-point favorite, and uh, not without some hijinks at the end of this game. It looked like they were going to win comfortably, but the Celtics do what they do, which we'll get into in terms of clutch minutes in this game uh, as we move forward. But I think there's a couple of things to take away first off from an Eastern Conference Finals before we move on to the big picture of the NBA Finals. And I just want to get this out of the way really quickly. Uh, Kudos to Jimmy Butler, who did receive a vote for Eastern Conference Finals MVP yesterday. 
absolutely spectacular. Jimmy Butler in this series, averaging 27, I think it was what, 27, 8, and 3, essentially, dragging the Miami Heat uh, to seven games against a clearly a better and deeper team in the Boston Celtics and doing it almost single-handedly. But, of course, because we're a society in which nothing can ever be good enough, uh, the last 16 seconds defines Jimmy Butler's series against the Miami Heat with 16 and 6 tenths left to go. Jimmy Butler uh, running down the court in transition, the team trailing by only a single point or two points, uh, decides to pull up from three to potentially win the game. Uh, ball does not go in, and from there on out, the Celtics go on to win and cover, by the way, this contest. And I got to say, I think Jimmy Butler made the right move. This team was really beat up. Uh, they are shorthanded. Butler's their only consistent shot creator. If you go to overtime with this Boston Celtics team, potentially, uh, I think that's probably a tough spot to be in if you're the Miami Heat. More than likely, you're losing an overtime series with the Boston Celtics. Uh, or overtime period, I should say, against the Boston Celtics. So why not go for the win? You liken it to the uh, right the end-of-game scenarios in the National Football League. We're talking about going for two at the end or going for the win uh, in the Baltimore Ravens in that one instance where their team was beat to hell and they just wanted to see if they could win that game on that one play as opposed to going to overtime and potentially losing that an extra period to play. I think I agree here uh, with Jimmy Butler in terms of the shot selection. I don't think it was the worst shot selection in the world. And also, just non-numbers related, I do think that Jimmy Butler deserves to take a shot like that, given what he's done for the Miami Heat. So from there, you know, Heat are going to have an interesting offseason, clearly have a pretty good core and a very good player to build upon in Jimmy Butler. But what they do moving forward and how they improve this team from a depth perspective is going to be pretty intriguing. Well, let's talk about the Boston Celtics, who do, again, again move on. Um, but let's hear from Ime Udoka, because... I have some concerns that we're going to bring up about the Boston Celtics here in the next couple of minutes. And it's great. Al Horford is screaming in the middle of the floor. He's been in here. He's been in the league for a really long time. Final may finally makes it to an NBA finals working so hard to get to this moment. But as Yudoka put it really well last night, it's all for nothing. If we go out into the finals and lay an egg against an experienced Warriors team. And that, uh, you know, guys were quick to celebrate, but quick to flip the page and say, you know, we got four more. We don't hang or celebrate Eastern Conference championships in the Celtic organization. So we all fall in line and, and, and appreciate that, that standard of excellence. And so playing for championships, we're here now uh, trying to finish the deal. And, and, you know, we played Golden State pretty well this year. Obviously beat them pretty bad late in the season. Um, we were kind of rolling early in the season. Took a close loss when we had some guys in and out, and um, you know they had a big lead early, but we fought our way back. So, story of the season, we've competed well against the best teams, and obviously you have to do that to make it to this point now. So, very confident going in. I know it's another tough challenge. I think Miami will help prep us for some of the off-ball actions and the shooters that they had. Um, but we know it's a high-level team, executing team. It has a ton of great shooters, great players overall, guys I know well, and we're ready for the challenge. Yeah, and Yudoka says some pretty interesting things in that clip. One alludes to the fact that they split two games uh, in the regular season series. It's Boston that comes out with a plus 7.8 net rating through those two games. Uh, the Celtics, as you'll probably hear multiple times, the only franchise in the NBA uh, with a winning record against Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors in the Kerr era, does speak a little bit to the way that they're built. Uh, right, long, rangy wings, the ability to switch, handle a lot of what Yudoka was talking about there, dribble handoff stuff. Uh, the Heat are the only other team outside of the Golden State Warriors that more uh, run more dribble handoffs than the Golden State Warriors. Little things like that, a bunch of off-ball motions. Uh, 
this is going to be a team that I think is really comfortable defensively in the Boston Celtics to handle what the Golden State Warriors are going to throw at them. You also think about it from the standpoint of just individually. Um, Steph Curry, if you're the Celtics, I think initially you're, you feel comfortable switching almost everything there. There's no need to double and trap and blitz like the Dallas Mavericks were attempting to do. And Steph Curry was racking up assists uh, when, those, uh, when those plays were happening. So I think it's a really interesting series that works out for the Boston Celtics. I think they match up well with the Golden State Warriors. Now, it is surprising to see the way the market is reacting uh, in this uh, series in terms of a series price. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, Jeff Sherman over at the Westgate Superbook, the initial price that he put out there that he expected this series to be, it was Boston, or excuse me, uh, Golden State minus 120, Boston even money. But we kind of started to see, right, that series price creep up and up and up. And sure enough, at this point right now, uh, not only are the majority shops about a buck 60, some spots are as high as minus 165 in favor of the Golden State Warriors. Now, I've kind of come along on this to a certain extent. I was one that thought that maybe the Boston Celtics should be a team that would be favored potentially, much like they were against Miami, despite not having home court in this series. However, given how much home court has improved in terms of what it's worth, it's worth up to four points at this point right now. Given how well the Golden State Warriors are playing, uh, even with some of these matchups, the Warriors do deserve to be favored in this series. So I kind of come off of the stance that the Celtics uh, shouldn't be, be the favorites in this series regardless of home court. But I also say this. Uh, when we're talking about minus 160, minus 165, we're creeping up there. I do think we're getting to the point where it might be somewhat high on the Golden State Warriors, given the matchups that really work out in favor of the Boston Celtics. But let's talk about one thing that doesn't work in favor of the Boston Celtics, and that would be the way that they execute down the stretch. It's been a really big issue for Boston throughout the regular season and into the postseason, uh, these games in which go to clutch time minutes and don't, they don't perform very well. Uh, let's hear from Jalen Brown first, because it's all fun and games when you win. But when you're jacking up three-point shots with 11 seconds left on the shot clock, Marcus Smart, uh, when you're failing to make shots and being pretty cavalier with the ball when you have a lead in the final 60 seconds, after the game, it's fun to say, hey, we did it all on purpose to make it interesting, but it's a really big issue. Here's Jalen Brown after the game yesterday. Um, th that's what we do. We did all of that on purpose to make it interesting. Um, you know, so, nah, I'm just kidding. But, you know, that's us. We've been responding all year, all season to adversity. Um, today was the biggest test not just, you know, of the year, but, you know, of our careers to, to mentally come into a game seven away after losing on our home court, which was tough, and we got it done. Yeah, it's funny how he says, that's us. It's what we do. It is what they do. Uh, they put themselves in certain situations in which they are forced to dig themselves out. Case in point, let's take a look at some of these crunch time woes that the Boston Celtics have had that goes into the regular season. Now, uh, clutch time or crunch time, as we call it here, uh, game within five points, final five minutes of a contest. You can see in the regular season with games in which the Celtics played that had clutch minutes, uh, they were 13 and 22. They had an offensive rating of 97.7, and they were outscored by 9.5 points per 100 possessions. It's not good if you're wondering back at home, and I think you can kind of assess that by looking at it. And in the playoffs, they had 10 games this entire postseason that entered clutch minutes. And yes, they went 6-4, and four, but again, their offensive rating, only 94.7. They had a negative net rating in those scenarios. Again, negative 1.5. They had three games that entered clutch minutes against the Miami Heat. They went 1-2 and two in those games. The one win, of course, coming yesterday against the Miami Heat. But this has been a problem for the Boston Celtics throughout the regular season. And I think in a series that there's not much room for error against the um, Golden State Warriors and how well they play both offensively and defensively, I do worry a little bit 
about the Celtics. If they're going to win these games, they almost have to win them comfortably because if it comes down to crunch time or clutch time and it comes down to execution and low-scoring games and tight possession games, who do you trust a little bit more at this point? Is it a Warriors team who's got Steph Curry and Draymond Green and who's executed at this point right now to a really high level? Or is it the Boston Celtics who in the regular season uh, were nine games under 500 in games that entered clutch minutes and outscored by 9.5 points per 100 possessions? So, I like this Celtics team a lot, right? I've got the futures on them. I've, I've, as much as possible, a lot of them as the best team in the NBA lately and how much I love this defense. And I still think they win this series, but I am a little bit worried about the way that this team has executed in some of these games. And I think ultimately, if we're talking about what holds them back from potentially winning the NBA finals against the Golden State Warriors, it is going to be that. But what makes them, what gives them this victory, what allows them to win it, is what they've done this entire time, which is play just suffocating defense. And they can do it really well against the Golden State Warriors. Kind of bringing it back to that point that we're talking about, which is, yes, you know what? Maybe it's a little overblown that they have this winning record against Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors. But they are a team that's kind of built for this. And if they want to go a little bit smaller and just play a lone big and put Grant Williams out there, power forward, they can do that. They still have some unique offensive weapons in Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, that can score. Derek White came along really strong at the end of that series against the Miami Heat. It's a really, really good team for the Boston Celtics. So at the end of the day, this is the series I think we kind of all wanted as we saw it coming. The Warriors are going to be a really good play against the Boston Celtics. You get two pretty deep and good fan bases that are going to be watching this. It's going to be very exciting. You would hope uh, that these games are probably going to be a little bit better than the ones that we saw leading up to this point right now. Uh, but either way, Going to be a fun series, and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. But I do think that the Boston Celtics, we'll say it right now, are going to win this thing against the Golden State Warriors. All right. When we come back, let's get into Major League Baseball. We'll update the scoreboard and see what's going down. we got a doubleheader over at Wrigley, a bunch of day games that are underway. But I had an observation over the weekend. that Some of these young players in Major League Baseball, a couple of them had a really good weekend. And made me think, let's look at this American League Rookie of the Year race and see what's going on. i got some numbers on that, and we'll evaluate the schedule of Major League Baseball as well. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, folks. A reminder for all of you check out our VSIN summer special. Now through July 31st, you can be a subscriber for only $39. They get you a bunch of stuff that includes daily best bet emails, also best bets in specific sports like me, all the way through the NBA Finals, Adam Burke through Major League Baseball season, and of course, Andy McNeil through the Stanley Cup playoffs. All that and more. Everything it means to be a VSIN subscriber. Check it out now. VSIN.com slash summer. $39 bucks is going to be. To get you a subscription through July 31st, vcin.com slash summer. Yeah, summer's here, man. June, tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Are there 31 days or 30 days in May? Whatever. Either way, um, we have day baseball underway. That's the most important thing. Nothing says summer like day games in Major League Baseball. Uh, some high-scoring affairs as well. Uh, Josh Hader just took the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers, looking to close this thing out against the Chicago Cubs. This is one of two that they will play today between Milwaukee and Chicago. 7-6 lead for the Milwaukee Brewers. So it looks like we're going to get Horner on the – yep, we're going to get Horner on first there for the Chicago Cubs. Brewers today in this first game closes $1.35 favorite. Uh, Schwarmer for the Cubs actually made his debut here. Really good outing. Six innings pitched, five hits, just one run, struck out six. Did give up two long shots, but still a swarmer there for the Cubs, making a very solid outing for Chicago. Other game that is high scoring and over the total at this point right now, that would be Detroit and Minnesota, 7-6, excuse me, 7-5, top of the ninth inning. Twins trying to at least tie this up and uh, could be potentially on their way to a loss. Two outs right now, runner on first. Twins looking to potentially even end or maybe take a lead. And the other two games, you got two games, three games that just started, but the one that's worth mentioning because the others are scoreless right now. Padres, top of the sixth inning, trail the St. Louis Cardinals 3-2. to two. Friars close about, uh, we'll call it minus, uh, or actually plus 114 at the South Point, plus 110 over at Circa. So with that, we'll keep an eye. Like I said, three other games got started just now when we went on the air. Giants-Phillies going at it. Phillies just continued. To, it's incredible the way that the Philadelphia Phillies Continue to find ways to lose games. Astros and A's and Marlins and Rockies. That one going down in Colorado. But let's talk about a game or a team and uh, a guy 
that is set to get started here in about two hours. That'd be the Kansas City Royals, but specifically Bobby Wood Jr. Um, so I was going through some stuff over the weekend, not like I was going through emotional stuff, like I was going through some uh, articles and reading and whatnot, and you know, watching some baseball and stuck out that, hey, you know, pretty good weekend for some of these rookies in the American League. Friday night, for example, Bobby Wood Jr. falls a double short of the cycle. So I'm watching that. I'm like, you know what? Let me double check. I haven't checked the American League Rookie of the Year odds, and let's see what Bobby Witt's been doing. And look at this. Over the last 16 games, Bobby Witt's been freaking awesome. Uh, 290 batting average, on-base percentage of 338, slugging a 710, and OPS at 1048. He's hit five home runs, 14 RBI over those 16 games. He's really kind of come around here. Season-long numbers aren't fantastic. This has been helping out in terms of the surge that he's been. Uh, and I was initially attempted to kind of look to play with just given one, the game there, kind of putting it on the radar, and two, looking at this run that he's been on and thinking, man, he's really starting to turn things around here. Maybe if I find him in the range of like that seven to nine to one range, uh, this is something worth looking at for Bobby Wood Jr. Uh, but you can see, if you look at the odds to win American League Rookie of the Year, that there's a reason why he is the price that he is because the guys that are in front of him right now, um, the resumes that they have at this point, it's pretty awesome to see in terms of numbers and just intriguing to see that all of these young players are performing so well. But you have to start with the guy at the top, Julio Rodriguez, tied with Jeremy Pena at 2-1 to one to win this over at BetMGM and this being Rookie of the Year. But look at Julio Rodriguez, and this was tweeted out over the weekend by Mariners PR, but on Saturday against Houston, he goes kind of nuts, right? He goes three for five, scores a run, hits a double, steals a bag as well. And Mariners PR tweets out because the month of May for Julio Rodriguez has been fantastic. Most three-plus hit games since May 1st, well, that would be Tim Anderson and the Chicago White Sox with seven, then Julio Rodriguez and Rafael Devers tied with six apiece. And to add to that, Julio Rodriguez, according to Mariners PR, the first player, 21 or younger, with six or more, three or more hit games in a calendar month since Baltimore's Manny Machado, who had seven in May of 2013. And May has been freaking awesome for Julio Rodriguez. 314 batting average on base of 346, slugging 533 and an OPS of 879. This comes after April, which was not very good, uh, but he's been absolutely fantastic. He's driven in 16. He's hit six home runs. He's got two doubles and a triple. Uh, he's really kind of coming to his own, and as he slowly climbs the batting order here, too, uh, Rodriguez is looking more and more comfortable as a major league player, and every bit of the hype seems to be warranted uh, for this guy. And you can tell, too, like he deserves to be up there in terms of odds to win American League Rookie of the Year, uh, but also who deserves to be up there. And this is kind of why I came into this exercise thinking, you know what, Bobby Wood Jr. might be a pretty intriguing play. But the more I looked into the guys above him, the more I was like, you know what, maybe not. Like, Witt's been pretty good, but these guys have been incredible. How about Jeremy Pena? Uh, on the season right now, Pena's been absolutely spectacular. 290 batting average, on base of 340, a, a weighted on base average of 368. You look at some of his other numbers in terms of home runs. Uh, he's hit, he's hit ho eight home runs, excuse me, driven in 23 over the course of 41 games. Pena's been absolutely fantastic. And so it kind of just led me down this path of I started one place and I was like, man, Bobby Wood Jr., maybe that's worth it. And then you look everywhere else and you're like, oh, man, maybe not. Maybe these guys deserve to be two to one for a reason. And while Bobby Witt's got a pretty good run here, and if he can continue to do so, uh, maybe that's going to be, you know, that's going to pump his numbers up a little bit. Maybe he can at some point surpass them. But at this point right now, Pena and Rodriguez uh, deserve to be favored. And, you know, there's much smarter baseball people than me that can look at that and tell you a difference between the two of those guys in terms of Pena and Rodriguez. And uh, Rodriguez right now has been a stolen base machine, and that might give him an edge between the two. Uh, but it is a very slight edge between those. And you should mention Joe Ryan. I think it's a COVID injury list that he's been on, so he hits a little bit of a speed bump there. But Ryan's been absolutely fantastic as well in his rookie season. 
So with that, let's take a look at Bobby Witt's team. Kansas City, of course, is going to play Cleveland later today. Uh, Cleveland, right now, you looked at the uh, you look at the price. It opened up a dollar sixty five, down to about a dollar sixty. Actually, not. Well, it looks like that. How about that? Dollar forty eight, the low point, uh, right there. If you're seeing the screens, you can find all these odds up at Vsin.com. We opened up minus one sixty five, and uh, it's Easley versus Plesak. And I think initially, when I looked at this, somewhat surprised uh, by the price drop on Cleveland here. And you know, we talked about this with Adam Burke a couple of weeks ago when Humans wasn't here. But about the uh, the line moves you can kind of foretell coming, right, when you look at some of these games. And usually it's moves against the pitcher that you see that FIP differential. You know, the ERA much lower than the fielding independent, vice versa. He's, you know, 473 ERA, 719 fielding independent. But it's short sample size, only 13 and a third innings pitched. So there's certainly some noise. Generally, we see the market move in that direction. You kind of understand why not. But why move? Uh, in the opposite direction. And you kind of look at police action like, ah, oh, well, that's probably why he's not playing that well. Police act 540 ERA 505 fielding independent. And when you're talking about an opening price of minus 165 and a pride probability of 62.3%, I can understand why the market would think that that's probably a, a money line price that is too high on Cleveland and police act. Even if, Easily has been performing as poorly as he has been up to this point. Strikeouts down for Plesak. He's also given up a career-high hard hit rate, 44.6% of the balls uh, that are hit against him have an exit velocity of 95 miles an hour or higher, so you don't really like it. And the other part of this matchup that's worth noting here, the total. We're seeing this total right now, 10.5 at a pick. Uh, this opened in some spots, I think, at 9, uh, which is pretty low. We're obviously up a full run and a half, and both of these pitchers, probably not conducive to an under. And also, weather would uh, help you out here. 87 degrees, not crazy wind, but blowing out 12 miles an hour. So explain some of these moves. Uh, no play at all, but I thought it was worth noting, one, because this game's going to get started in a little less than two hours. But two, a pretty good market move here in favor of the Kansas City Royals. Also, very much worth mentioning here, Baltimore at Boston, because the Red Sox have been playing absolutely tremendous baseball. Sox open up $1.57. Total at about 10 is where you opened up here. Current numbers across the board, you're looking at Boston in the range of minus 175 over the Orioles. Total still sitting around 10 uh, with altered juice, depending on where you shop around for your numbers. But not surprising that we've gone from $1.57 to about $1.75 on the Boston uh, Red Sox here, uh, mainly because the Red Sox are playing really good baseball. They're 9-3 and three in their last 12 games. They've won six straight across the series with Houston, Seattle, the Chicago White Sox. How about some of these numbers for this lineup? Last 12 games for the Boston Red Sox. First and way to runs created, plus batting average, MOBA, runs scored, home run, just first, first, first across the board. The line has been absolutely raking at this point right now. So it's not surprising that there is some support out there. And while Tyler Wells has been fine, 430 ERA, 409 fielding independent, strikeout numbers are, are way down this year. 11.2 swinging strike rate, 16.1 K rate. If he's pitching to contact, and it's not really a lineup that you want to do that against here. And Rich Hill on the other end has been pretty good. 386 ERA, 411 fielding independent, coming off of a solid outing against the White Sox, which hit lefties well. And the Orioles do not hit lefties well. 29th in weighted run created plus against left-handed pitching, 28th in strikeout rate, 27th in weighted on base average. So uh, it does look like a, a pretty good spot there for the Boston Red Sox. And the price is only going to go up on the Red Sox, given how well they have played offensively up to this point and how little respect there is for the Baltimore Orioles in certain situations. But not surprising. The market's been a, a little bit high on Boston recently, and they deserve to be so because they've been paying it off winning nine out of the last 12 games. All right, with that, we'll get back to baseball. Uh, there is one team uh, that swept my Angels, the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, that we'll talk about in about 15 minutes from now. 
Uh, it had not looked good for Toronto for a while, but we'll look at some of these offensive numbers, the way these turned things around over the last 14 games. But on the other side, let's talk to Wes Reynolds, host of Long Shots, decent golf analyst. Give us a recap of the tournament that was over the weekend. We'll also take a look at National Hockey League. we got a Game 7 tonight between New York and Carolina. Can the Rangers go on the road to pull off the upset here? Find out with Wes. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com. Check out the current betting splits data. The betting splits page is going to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. And now it's updated every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out now to just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way to vsin is here to make you smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Welcome in Wes Reynolds, who is nice enough to give us some time, a host of long shots. You find them all over the network and the written work up in Point Spread Weekly. Wes, good to talk to you, buddy. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, let's start with what we watched over the weekend uh, at Colonial. Um, walk me through this. Sam Burns, uh, more than two hours after finishing his round of uh, five under 65 to get to nine under, comes back out 38-foot putt, a birdie putt on the first extra hole. This was wild. Yeah, it absolutely was, John. Good to be with you. And uh, look, uh, he had finished two hours before. I think at Circa Sports, I believe he was around 200 to one to go ahead and get this because he was sitting at four under. Scotty Scheffler, the world number one, was the overnight leader at 11 under par. He misses one cut, and I guess uh, Scotty Scheffler, you know, was supposed to have a demise, but the, the demise got uh, well exaggerated. But nevertheless, he looked like he was going to be the guy that was going to get it home. He was in the final pairing. It is very rare that you see a Scotty Scheffler round where there's no birdies made. Well, he didn't make any birdies, but yet he maintained the playoff. And then Sam Burns, who shot five under, 65. The, the wind kind of started howling after he completed his round, and it started to blow. It was hot down there in Fort Worth, so the greens were firming up and drying out, so it was awful hard to putt. So you were seeing guys miss three-and-a-half, four-, five-foot putts that they would normally make, and you just saw these guys really tumble down the leaderboard. Brendan Todd was in contention. Scott Stallings, Harold Varner just had a disastrous back nine where he was right in the mix to win. I think he finished T23, plummeted down the leaderboard. But Sam Burns gained over four strokes putting on his final round, was in the playoff, and then all of a sudden gets the win. And he's a guy that maybe we haven't talked a lot about, JBT, because this is a guy, and I'm, I'm doing my write-up uh, for the Memorial this week. That's what I work on on Mondays usually. And Sam Burns, who's now number nine in the world, by the way, has now won four times in his last 27 events. And he's got three wins already this season. So this is a guy that's turning into a pretty money player on the PGA Tour. Yeah, and I got to ask you too, Wes, because we talked about this when you were with me on Hardwood Handicappers, breaking down the end of the PGA Championship. Uh, but one of the things that we were discussing was, hey, as a guy like Scotty Scheffler, we see these guys get hot and then fall off, and what's going to happen? Seems like Scheffler's uh, still in pretty good form. Yeah, he's in really good form. And, and look, I don't think that we're always kind of looking over the last few years in golf, and we've gotten these little what I call short-term dominant periods where we've gotten 
Spieth and Kepka had it. Scotty Scheffler is going on with it right now. Like, I don't think that this is going to be, okay, this guy's just going to dominate the tour for the next two or three years. But he's in good form, and he's a young guy. He's in his mid-20s, just like Sam Burns is. So you've got these guys right now that can get on hot streaks, and they can win a lot out here. The the depth of the t- talent on the PGA Tour has never been better because you've got a lot of 20-somethings that have had success right away. Colin Marikawa, we forget about him. He's already got two majors. Victor Hovland, who's going to continue to win and kind of get back going again. So you have a lot of 20-somethings out here that can win, and that's what makes it interesting is that we don't have really one clear favorite. Like you look at the U.S. Open here in about a month, it's the same two guys that were the favorites at the Masters. You're going to get Scotty Scheffler. You're going to get John Rahm somewhere like 12 to 1 or somewhere in that price range. And the board is going to look pretty much the same as it did for the Masters. Any interest as we kind of move on from this? And I'll ask you real quick about the Memorial, but any interest in the match? I feel like these have, for me personally, I have not cared about them since the first one. You know, not really, John. I mean, I'm not even writing it up for any of our publications. It's a fun event. If they can raise money for charity, awesome. You know, give give some money, raise some money to people that really could use it for something good. But, yeah, I don't really have interest in this. It's just a made-for-TV event for Charles Barkley to kind of have fun calling the event and whatnot. But in terms of handicapping it, I really don't do anything with it. Yeah, dollar sixty favorite Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes plus one forty. All right, from there, uh, any early thoughts? I know you're starting your handicap and doing all this stuff uh, for the write-ups, points per weekly, long shots, uh, early uh, analysis on the Memorial. Anything to give us? Well, I mean, if you look at the last four years, it's been two guys basically. It's been John Rahm and it's been Patrick Cantlay. And you recall John Rahm actually had the six-shot lead. After 54 holes, he gets off the 18th green and the tournament or the PGA Tour officials inform him that he tested positive for COVID-19 and had to withdraw from the tournament. Cantlay wins the playoff on Sunday over Morikawa. So Cantlay won not only in 2019, but 2021. It should have been Rom going back to back. He won in 2020. So those are guys that are going to be the favorites. I haven't made the bet yet because I'm still kind of working through the board, but there's a reason why that they are the short price this week and you got a really good field you've got i believe seven of the top 10 players are going to be in this week's field and i think it's 13 of the top 18 so you know rory's going to be here morikawa is going to be here cameron smith jordan Spieth, xander shopley victor hovland so a, a class field that jack nicholas's event is usually going to draw and including a former winner hideki matsuyama i'm seeing him at 28 to 1 all right, let's go from here. We get a game seven later tonight in the National Hockey League. Rangers and Hurricanes. Hurricanes uh, playing at home. Uh, before we get into the actual matchup itself, Wes, you know, for me as a basketball guy, we know about all the trends in terms of the game sevens. The initial one is always to look under. Uh, it, are hockey games in terms of game seven, do you initially see some similar type of really tight, you know, low-scoring affairs in a game seven, or is it a little bit different in hockey? Yeah, I think that you can, and I think that's always kind of the better's natural inclination, much like basketball, to bet it to the under. I'm looking right now, I'm seeing as high as five and a half under 145 at some shops, and there's some 140s out there as well. 
Sometimes in elimination games, I do like to play the over, and that's actually what I did Saturday with Rangers and Hurricanes. Now you had seven goals, but that's been an outlier in this series because every single one of these games have went to the under. Carolina, a more defensive team. The Rangers actually have been better defensively than they were in that Pittsburgh series where they weren't helping Igor Shosturkin out at all. And the goaltender, like the quarterback in football, is always going to get most of the credit but also most of the blame. Well, they weren't blocking any pucks for him, but they've done a much better job in this round. I have the I have the Hurricanes for the series to start, and now this is getting a little dicey because I think that the Rangers have been, you know, have been the better team in a couple games. Antti Ranta had an awful performance uh, on Game 6 in the Garden on Saturday. I think he rebounds tonight. I have not bet this as of yet. I'm sticking with my series bet on the Hurricanes, who, by the way, have won every single game at home. Uh, home ice advantage, I think, sometimes can get overrated. It absolutely has not been in Raleigh because uh, Carolina is going to try to keep marching toward the Stanley Cup without winning a game on the road. So would this be would this be considered maybe a value price on the uh, Carolina Hurricanes for this game? Mainly because I asked that, Wes, because I think in game one of this series, we saw this close in the range of $1.70, $1.75 for game one right. for Carolina at home. Now we're at minus 150. I mean, you're talking about a 25, 27 cent difference between game one here and game seven. Yeah, and that's why I played it in game five, because Carolina was around the same price at about 150. I think it might open like a dollar forty five and just a five cent move. But now you're seeing the same price for game seven here. And I'm even yep. seeing lower at some shops. I think one forty five at DraftKings, uh one forty two currently at Circa. So there's starting to be be some belief in the Rangers. So they're getting plenty of support and support in the market, surprisingly enough. All right, let's move on now. The other series is set. We get Edmonton versus Colorado. That'll get uh, started tomorrow. Colorado Avalanche, $2.50 favorite over Edmonton. You're getting 2-1 to one back. These are numbers courtesy of DraftKings. Initial read between these two because this looks like it's going to be a freaking awesome series. Yeah, and it looks like it's going to be a very high-scoring series because yes. you're seeing them open now at seven pretty much juice to the under so look when you get uh Connor mcdavid and and nathan mckinnon two of the better players in the national hockey league they're going to score plenty of goals but you know i wonder how colorado now is going to react because remember they've kind of had that second round curse a little bit in the stanley cup playoffs remember the knights got him uh, mm-hmm. uh about a year ago so colorado finally gets over that hump they win in six in a tougher than expected series against st louis and now they get the Oilers with Connor McDavid, Connor McJesus, who can pretty much do it all on the ice. But I, I, I haven't laid the price yet. I think the Avalanche are just the better team and they're the deeper team in this series. But I'll probably just go game to game. I think 250 is about right on the Lanch. Wes, I appreciate you hopping on today, man. Thank you very much. No problem. Good to be with you. Yeah, you got it again, Wes. You can find out all the work, Point Spread Weekly. I'm sure with the Memorial coming up this weekend, a lot of great content in Point Spread Weekly on that tournament. And, of course, Long Shots, uh, which has been absolutely out of this world with the content that those guys give you in terms of golf handicapping. So we'll get that Game 7 later tonight. Looks like it's going to be a brilliant one and uh, cannot wait to see what's going to be up between Edmonton and Colorado in that series. Puck drops tomorrow. All right, when we come back, we close out the show. Uh, we'll go back to baseball. We'll update the scores of what's going on. Phillies have an early lead over San Francisco, which I'm sure they'll blow. Uh, but let's also talk about the Toronto Blue Jays, who swept the Anaheim Angels over the weekend. It looked like they have figured some stuff out with an offense that at one point was really disappointing, but seems to maybe getting right back on track and now contending in the American League.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Segment of The Edge is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Just look for three letters, Z-Y-N. The nicotine pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They're available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths. You can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. And it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to Zen.com slash find the located store to do ZYN.com slash find. Warning, but it contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, welcome back in. Last couple of minutes before we hand it off to my guys in the desert here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Matt Eumann's back tomorrow after uh, pinch hitting for the guys this morning on Follow the Money. Um, let's talk a little Major League Baseball. And wanted to bring this up because, uh, one, it hits close to home as the Angels continue to fall apart. Lost four consecutive games to the Toronto Blue Jays. But the Blue Jays are the story here as Toronto has started to kind of peak. I know should peak is not the right term has started to find their stride as a team. They come into this 10-4 and four in their last 14 games, and very much worth noting that their offense has started to finally kind of come around. Look at this. So in those last 14 games, 10 wins, outscored their opponents by 15 runs, uh, hitting 240 as a team, an OPS of 718, and a runs created plus a 109. Now, not eye-popping numbers offensively, but still those last three numbers are uh, better than their season-long numbers across the board. 
So you're starting to see this offense, which has been pretty disappointing, and guys across the board uh, off to really slow starts. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Tasker Hernandez, all these um, hitters that you expected a lot of were not performing at the same level. But here they are. Now, now I've turned things around, winning 10 out of 4, or excuse me, 10 out of 14, and really looking good in the process. And this series, very impressive against the uh, Angels. And by the way, they haven't just won four consecutive because they did sweep a four-game set from Anaheim. They've won five straight overall because Kevin Gosman got to start at St. Louis. They wrapped up that series with an 8-1 victory, went on to the Angels, and beat them up there. Uh, but you're also starting to see, like, it's kind of a mix of a couple of things. Like, Hyunjin Ryu and Jose Barrios uh, are not really respected by the betting market. You see that uh, very much so in the uh, prices that they were catching. I mean, this is the first start in that game against the Angels. Blue Jays were plus 150. The last start, Barrios plus 140. Uh, those games went over the total because the pitching was not very great uh, in either performance. Uh, but... High-scoring affairs, three out of the four games against the Angels go over the total. Uh, now, in ho- as a whole, five out of the last six. So it speaks to not only some of the pitching issues that they have had, but also this offense really started to take some shape and some hold. But three out of those four games against Anaheim, they closed as an underdog. You say Kikuchi was an underdog on the road, and still they got that win plus 105. So you were seeing a little bit of value there uh, for them. And the Angels are a team that are very heavily priced at home. We see this all the time. Humans and I mention it a lot in terms of Anaheim and the way that they play, or excuse me, the way that the market prices them at home. Uh, it has been pretty surprising to see some of the numbers. And sure enough, the Angels are in their own little bit of a slump now, uh, considering that they are on a losing streak. But for Toronto, now a team that I think people were kind of looking around and going, all right, like we're getting into June. What's going on here? Uh, this team is now starting to turn things around. I think you have questions about some of the pitching over at the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, when two of your guys seem very unreliable in that rotation, and Jose Barrios and Hyunjin Ryu, uh, maybe that ultimately holds you back in terms of contending for the American League, especially given how good that lineup looks uh, when it's fully intact for the New York Yankees. Or, I mean, look, the Angels, they lost these four games, but these were really cut, like these were really tight contests. 11 to 10 final, 6 to 5 final, uh, three out of the four games all within a run um, in terms of a final score. And you get to some of these performances uh, like that 6 to 5 loss for the uh, Angels. I mean, one of the big plays was Juan Lagares, who doesn't make a catch, which some metrics had it as a 70% probability out in the outfield. And that makes the difference in a one score game. So things are looking up for the Toronto Blue Jays. And this lineup looks uh, much more potent than it did at least about a few weeks ago. And that's pretty exciting, uh, given how good we know that this Blue Jays lineup can be when it's hitting its peak. And it's not to say either that this rotation's got no- uh, nothing, because Alec Manoa continues to deliver at a really high level. It was freaking awesome in his last start against the Anaheim Angels. So very much worth pointing out. Still in the range of about 950 or so in terms of winning a title. It, and that's courtesy of DraftKings. I think a couple of spots have him at double digits at 10 to 1. Uh, but the Toronto Blue Jays, very much worth taking note that this team is starting to turn things around offensively. And maybe if you acquire another arm or two in that rotation, uh, that'll look very, very much like a contender by the time we get to the end of the regular season. Uh, with that, let's clean up a couple of things. First off, uh, on the board, we got four games that are underway on this Memorial Day. I wanted to touch on some of the games that do have scores. Uh, we are reaching the end of this game. Still got plenty of time, though. Top of the seventh, the St. Louis Cardinals have a 3-2 lead over the San Diego Padres. Manny Machado, the favorite right now to win National League MVP, is at the plate. Not the best day for Machado. 0-3 with a strikeout. Uh, but still, man, this guy's been fantastic. 351 batting average coming in today. On base of 431 in the 573 slugging. So we'll see if he can get something going here against the Cardinals and Gallegos, who is on the hill at this point right now. Uh, all other uh, games that are underway. We're still scoreless. Oakland and Houston, top of the third inning. We're also the top of the third over in the Rocky Mountains. Colorado trails Miami one to nothing. 
getting the start there for the Marlins, Pablo Lopez. So two innings, just one hit so far. He's already struck out four. So Lopez off to a really good start against the Rockies. And the other game that was underway, we have a doubleheader between Milwaukee and Chicago. Uh, that game is done. Josh Hader closes that thing out. Milwaukee gets a 7-6 to six win over Chicago. I bring that up because, as I mentioned, it's a doubleheader. So we're going to get another one of these things getting started here in over an hour. That would be Milwaukee, who opened up as a $1.35 favorite in the second of the doubleheader. Aaron Ashby expected to get the start here for Milwaukee. Drew Smiley to oppose him. Uh, Ashby, fifth start of the season. He's got some length to him. And five and two-thirds last outing, that was the start. Went four in the start before that. That was back on May 8th. Uh, usually a bullpen guy, but can stretch out to be a starter and a long relief guy at that. And his numbers are pretty tight across the board, so you can expect a quality outing, you would think. 291 ERA, 346 fielding independent for Ashby. So you like what you see there. I think one of the things that gives you a little bit of pause, um, Ashby does have a slight problem with command if you dive into some of those numbers. 529 walks per nine, 13.5% walk rate, and a 40.9% in terms of the percentage of pitches that find the strike zones. That's pretty low. Uh, has a little bit of an issue there. But outside of that, number's pretty solid across the board. So, again, you can see why, because Milwaukee's a better team and how this bullpen has been performing for the Chicago Cubs, but also Ashby putting up some really good numbers. Smiley, on the other hand, average at best, some regression coming, not like a bunch, but there's something there. 408 ERA, 495 fielding independent, pitches to contact, doesn't give up a lot of hard contact, though only a third of his pitches uh, that are hit have an exit velocity of 95 miles an hour or higher. And has become a little bit more of a ground ball guy. 129 ground ball to fly ball ratio so far in this season. So we'll see how this matchup ends up and how the bullpen shake out after what happened in this first meeting. Worth noting, total 10.5 shaded to the under at the open of minus 115. We're up to 11 right now, it looks. Shaded to the over at minus 115. Weather report, wind blowing out in the morning game. Expected today, this later game, 17 miles an hour. Blowing out to left field might give hitters a significant advantage in this one. So keep that in mind as you look forward to that second matchup between these two later today. We also get Tampa Bay on the road against Texas. Drew Rasmussen taking on Glenn Otto. Uh, Rays coming off of a four-game split with the Yankees, but they come in with a little bit of positive momentum uh, because they won the last two of that series. So they got to feel at least pretty good because you come in on a two-game winning streak. Um, and they're garnering some attention here. It's not surprising uh, Glenn Otto has not been the best pitcher out there. 491 ERA, 494 fielding independent for him. So not surprising because the numbers will tell you it's exactly who he is. He's been bid up 10 cents from $1.27 to $1.37. And the other part of this, too, is uh, Rasmussen has been freaking incredible for the Tampa Bay Rays. They continue to do this with these pitchers, man. Uh, but right now, 311. Scratch that. That's a 311 expected fielding independent. As we talked about with Adam Burke, uh, I've kind of strayed away from using the expected fielding independent mainly because of the noise with some of these dead balls that could cause. Uh, so fielding independent of 291, ERA of 268. So numbers really tight there across the board for Rasmussen, who's done a good job. Uh, a bet on pitcher over 43 and two-thirds as well. So you, you'll like the, um, the sample size that he's given you at this point, too. So not surprising at all to see that the uh, market is moving in the direction of the favorite. And, uh, I think it's very much deserved, given how well the Rays have been playing, just picking it up a little bit there and how good Rasmussen has been pitching against this Rangers lineup. Uh, we should not get out of here, though, before mentioning our guy, uh, an edge favorite for the last few seasons, Zach Gallen, gets to take the hill tonight for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Gallen has been really, really good this year and continues to improve on a year-to-year -year basis. But today, uh, taking the mound, 222 ERA, 280 fielding independent, his strikeouts, and I, I heard Burke mention this uh, when we were, he was talking with Pritch before we came on, uh, his strikeouts are down. First three seasons in Major League Baseball, struck out over 10 guys per nine innings. Uh, but he's down to 866 in terms of K 
per nine. Good thing, though, is that his walks are way down this year, too. Walks were a really big issue for him at the early part of his career. Not so much this time around. Gallon's been fantastic. Now, the market's kind of caught up, though, in terms of the price. Uh, last time out, we saw him against the Kansas City Royals. He was laying over $2 here, plus 105 against the Atlanta Braves. And that Royal start didn't go the best. That was a blip on the radar. Five and a third, six earned runs, gave up a homer as well. Walked two, struck out four. But Gallon has been great. But you see the respect the market has for him. Just plus 105 for the D-backs at home here. All right, with that, we are all done. Tomorrow, the Edge will be back together. Matt Humans will return from his duty in early morning on Follow the Money. Got a good show on tap. Of course, can you look at the uh, NBA Finals? And uh, make sure you go to vcin.com. We've got a lot of good coverage that will be going up there in terms of the NBA Finals, just every single sport. Sign up for that summer package. vcin.com slash summer. See you tomorrow here on The Edge. Enjoy my guys in the desert. Be well. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.